What's going on, everybody? Welcome to lucky number 13 episode of the Dusty Better Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson. As always, with me is the other one that kind of talks on this play, this fucking thing, Taylor Wells. Wellsy, what's going on? Not much. Just, uh, you know, enjoying life after Escuela, as my fellow Arizonians say. Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. uh, never been down there. They, they got running water down there in Arizona? We got running water. We tend to freeze it for oh. our potential playoff team. Uh, but, yeah. It's been good. Yeah, uh, coyotes are, uh... Coyotes are a little hot at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're uh, El Fuego. Ooh. But, um, you that, know, enough is... enough about my extensive Espanol background. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get going here. Your, your, whole, your whole, like, five seconds of remedial Spanish? Yes, I <laughs> had some Spanish in elementary school. Mmm. That's, that's good. I did, I attempted to do Rosetta Stone, like, three times and stopped every time. Yeah, I did that as well, but for Swedish, for some reason. I don't why even remember. You, why would you? I don't know. I don't, go, eventually, I will go back and see my roots. Wells is just thinking that the fucking Swedish people are going to take over the world with Ikea and meatballs. They burn their garbage, dude. They're ahead of everyone. They burn their garbage? Yeah, you haven't heard of this? Well, they, no, uh, I heard I heard they, they like do Viking funerals like where they light the boat on fire. Yeah, they also do yogging. Yogging, I think is what it's called. Okay. Uh, where they just run around. Um, <laughs> that, went, that, went way over, that went way over here. Uh, no, they, they, uh, they, they started running out of garbage to burn, so they started importing it. Like, people would pay them to burn their garbage and shit. Well, isn't that... Yeah. Isn't that, so, like, not good? Eh. Eh. That's... That's another podcast. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Don't All right. Know Maybe they've got some Swedish. Fu- uh-huh. They've got they've got Peter Forsberg over there just fanning the flames. They just line up a bunch of their women, and then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, it must be good, yeah." Ahinga dinga dinga dinga. All right. Um, let's jump into our always our first topic of the podcast: Seattle. NHL, NHL Seattle News. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly enough, still nothing really on the old news front. Uh, we, we always like to try to keep you guys updated on anything big that happens. Um, currently, not not much uh, in the pipeline. I think probably Seattle News will probably kick up once the once this year is over. Mm-hmm. Probably, I'll but um, uh, we are we were discussing earlier that uh, we're thinking that since the trade deadline's over, we might have some early picks you know people start you know the the stats people in the world figuring out contracts maybe we'll get a a decent idea of who might be on the team in the yeah in the near future i mean we could do it probably but Fuck. that sounds like a lot of work it does so That's... let's let somebody that actually gets paid to do it do it exactly um unless somebody wants to pay us to do it like if you're really interested yeah yeah we, we can uh... use a little money on the side we can- <laughs> we do have to we do have to pay for this thing. <laughs> we do. It's it doesn't. It's not free. Well, pretty damn close to free. Uh, it's yeah. It's not terrible. We're it's not like one less the weekend bowling trip. Exactly. That's uh, no 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 monogrammed bowling shirts this year. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. DB. It's important. 
Well, so the only uh, the only little NHL news that came out, a uh, small article that was written by, let's see, Como News. So come out of Kirkland, Washington, over in that area, uh, talking about how local hockey programs, like youth hockey programs, are uh, are increasing uh, as as we approach the new NHL Seattle team. And I I want to say that this is a good thing. And my own, I mean, obviously it's a good thing, but. I mean this in the sense not only from just a you know getting more people into the sport of hockey standpoint, but also from a business perspective because Bill Foley came into Vegas and he won a PR battle and invested in his future by not only getting the Golden Knights off the ground, but he built three other rinks in Vegas, like in the metro area, and sponsored all the youth teams. Now, you know, again, on the surface, this sounds, oh, what a... What a kind soul. And he probably did do it because he loves hockey, but every single one of those kids is going to grow up to be a Golden Knights fan. Mm-hmm. So he essentially is building his fan base for the future, and it's fucking brilliant. And, I I wow. mean, it would be, you know, for us, we would absolutely love that. You know, we're, we're from the from the, Sea- the North Pacific Northwest, so we'd love to see hockey pick up in the area, mm-hmm. but... It would be very smart for them to grow more youth programs uh, to essentially grow a fan base. Yep. Well, and in Vegas's case, I'm sure what they spent on those arenas or on those little well, on those little youth rinks uh, was nothing. That was chump change, I'm sure. But that's well, negligible. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a tax write off. Probably. And right. Well, I, I'm sure he finds a way. He's a millionaire, so uh-huh. he's got he's got guys to find out a way of making it a tax write off. But that's right. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just a win-win. Like, it's a good PR thing. You look good doing it. And all those kids are going to grow up. I, I mean, unless, you know, Bill Foley trolls the practices and hits on hockey moms. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe it's not him. about, it's not about the Knights. It's not about the youth. It's about, he was like, you know what? I get these, I get these rinks built, get these youth programs going. It's a lot of hockey mom ass right there. You know Sarah Palin might show up. Oh fuck! Ooh, yes, sir. That's uh, that's an that Alaska that's, boy right there. That's an inside that's Palin's. Uh huh. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Vegas. Uh, I'm going to uh, youth hockey tournaments. No, you okay. Just made it sound weird. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Oh yeah. Oh oh. I didn't mean it like that. Holy no. shit! I would. I meant it in the. In the assumed Bill Foley sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. Foley can be weird. We'll let him be the weird one. He is a strange fellow. But in any case, so that's smart, yeah. and I think Seattle should should pick that up as well. It's a very smart program. Uh, I have played in the Seattle area um, here and there. They've got they've got they've got some rings scattered around. Um, yeah. It could definitely be more organized, but um, it being that close to Canada, but uh, but you know, it's it's not bad. It's it's not as I don't know. What, what would you say? Is it on par with, like, Spokane? Obviously more people in Seattle, but... Yeah, I th- it, it's nicer. They do have some of those rinks. Uh, I know I was at one for... Not to, you know, show off a little bit, but... Uh, power for a, reg- power for a regional camp. Well, I'll show off for a little bit. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Um, I was there for a regional camp, and they they had a rink. I don't remember exactly where it was, but it... It's got baseball fields right outside of it. I mean, it's a fucking it's a sweet facility. So they definitely have those rinks scattered around 
in the, mm-hmm. you know in the Washington area. So, but yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I mean, you know, what two years out, two three years out, well, well two two years out, and mm-hmm. they're already putting time and work into that. I, it's awesome. Love it. Let's love do it. it. Let's love do more it. of it. Love it. All right, let's move on to the NHL. Um, probably I something that we posted on our Facebook because we absolutely loved the game. Uh, recently, John Tavares had his homecoming back, first time back on the island from Toronto, and uh, he he had a warm welcome. Uh, everybody welcomed him uh, very happily. You know that lots of hugs, tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, happy to see him. Uh, I, I mean, people were just very happy to see. John Tavares coming back home and they were just so thankful for what he did for that organization for the nine years that he played there. Um, you know, yeah, I heard a couple chants. We love you, John. Yeah. I think was probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um, another one was hugs and kisses for Tavares. Right. Uh, you know, so when he came, when he came out of the, when he came out of the tunnel and he was just greeted with that like parade of roses, yeah, I think I saw like a couple. That was a nice touch thrown at him. Um, I like that, but you know that's that's more of a, a loving thing. That's how I saw it. Uh, and I did like the move by the Coliseum. They put tissue boxes installed into like all the cup holders in the seats during so for the tribute video because they knew that people were going to get emotional about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I you know my favorite <laughs> one, and I know it was just fully endearing fans. Uh-huh. Uh, where's your jammies? Just to make sure that, like, he brought his j- pajamas on the road trip. Right. I mean, that's important. Um, like, because he had that issue when he was there. He'd forget his jammies, uh-huh. couldn't get a good night's sleep beforehand, and uh, and for some reason, and I think that was why they never won a playoff series in the nine years that he was there. Because uh, he didn't, they didn't, well, but that's also on the fans, because I don't think he had, he was wearing his Toronto pajamas Oh, in, you know, in New York. So right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Next, next Maybe to that's his. Why they didn't win? It, all the, all the, all of his players are like John. That's kind of weird that you like. We can get you some New York Islanders jammies. Like it's not hard. Like, like we've no, got. I'm, I'm coming back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shit. So that was that was pretty good. But uh, in actuality, they fucking hate his guts. Uh, he was i was reading an article it's not even inside the game like outside fans were laying down their old Tavares jerseys in the street to get run over you know i think i i, I mean you know how i feel about this it well That's please enlighten classless. please enlighten me and our and our listeners that is fucking classless um you know what that you wouldn't even you probably wouldn't even fucking have a team islanders fans listening to this if Johnny T wasn't in your city for his what you know what however long he was there five six years I think is what it was, you wouldn't even have a fucking team. So the fact that you're burning jerseys, laying them down in the road to get run over because he decided that guess what there is greener pastures somewhere, uh, you know, I'm, I I wouldn't have you know yes bringing in Trots and Lamorello. Um, hey bub. Chill out, dog. Having having some Anyways, doggy issues. Over Jesus there? Christ! Every time now, um, <laughs> every podcast now. Um, you know what? I mean, yes, those two guys. I mean, 
Johnny T probably should have seen the the light with those two guys, but um, you wouldn't even have a team. They would have fucking moved that team um, because you know they would have been so far in the fucking dumpster for five six years without Johnny T throwing that team on his fucking back like a small child at a five k walk downtown. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, come on, dude. So I look at so first off. I, I love to take the middle ground on this because it's it's such a complex issue because especially with hockey fans it's very easy to just go one way or the other on this and I've oh, yeah. read you know like there's the ones who are against the Islander fans they're like oh he gave you nine years and how dare you fucking you know it, how dare you hate him for going and want to go somewhere else how it was like, nine oh. years yeah it was nine years Jesus Christ at least that's what Get I that's what it, I heard Islanders. fuck me that's a joke See, okay all right. And I agree with all that. That's like not, that's not a bad point. But that's if like, like if an Islanders fan comes up to me and it's like, "How dare he want to leave?" Like, okay, that's fucked. Like you're an idiot. But the conditions in which Johnny T left, mm-hmm. like I am, sim- I am sympathetic to Islanders fans in the sense that he did, he whether roped. it was on, whether it was on purpose or not, he screwed him over. Yeah, he fucking roped him along. He he led that. he led them on. So hard. I mean, he gave the Islanders blue balls for so long that, I mean, the pressure just built up and built up and built up, and now it's exploding. (laughs) Jesus, dude. Anyway. Spouting out. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, so this guy, they make a good point. Like, he said he wanted to stay. He said he wanted to stay on the island. He said he wanted to get a negotiation and this is this is my example here do you think if and when artemi panarin leaves columbus do you think columbus fans are going to burn his jersey and whatnot i don't know any columbus fans okay so <laughs> the, the i guess three i don't know any islanders fans either but um my point prob- is probably prob- well i mean probably not because panarin has made it but Pamarin has made it very clear that he wants to leave. Now, and as as upsetting as that is... That's still a fuck you, though. But he's making... He's he's letting management know. And so at this point, yeah. like we talked about in the last podcast, like, they decided not to trade him. So if and when they don't do anything, if they don't, like, that's on them. And if Panarin goes for nothing, that's on management. And they can't bitch. That's a cop-out, dude. No, it's not. Because with Johnny T... He told them, even he made them wait to the trade deadline, and they didn't make, they didn't try to trade Johnny T at the trade deadline because he told them that he was going to resign. And they're like, "All right, we trust you. We'll come to a deal." And they they stood pat at the deadline, and then he walked to free agency, went to Toronto, and then immediately the day after he signs with Toronto, he posts that bedsheet thing. Like I I would yeah. be pissed if I were an Islanders now. Let's let's get that in the open first. Neither one of us are Islanders fans or Toronto fans. No, so we're looking at it from an outside perspective. Like, I, and that's how I look at it. Like, I'm not pissed if I'm an Islanders fan. I'm not pissed that Johnny T left. Players leave all the time. This is a business. It happens. And uh, you know, look, you grow up in Toronto. If you, you know, it's a dream to go back there. I get it. If he wants to go, that's fine. But he also did play a large role in that organization and. It would have been a very nice, kind parting gesture for them to trade 
him to Toronto right. and actually get something to build this team. Instead, they got nothing. Now, hindsight's twenty so... twenty. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and the Islanders are doing just fine, but... Well, but old management just screwed the pooch on it. You know, old old management in, down there on the aisle was just they should have worthless. So they should have been ballsier. They should have been like, you know what? No, John, we're not going to sit here on our hands and wait for you to come to a decision. You either tell you either sign an extension with us before the deadline, or we're going to trade you. Yeah, they should have done that. But you, I, he, yeah. this isn't like this isn't yeah. a second line guy. This is the face of your franchise. And they were doing everything possible to try to keep him. And shitty, I, I don't know. Like, but it was shitty management. So right. for me, for me, and I think I think we've talked about this before, like if Lamorello and Trotz were in there the year that Johnny T was going to yep. become an unrestricted free agent, yep. uh, this, is a, this is a whole different story. Agreed. Right? I mean, those, those two guys, Trotz has success. You mm-hmm. know, he's had success. Lamorello is a great GM. So, I mean... You know, it's not the fucking dumpster fire that the Islanders were while Johnny T was there. And right. they had killed the relationship. So the only reason that Johnny T was basically saying, like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll hang around here um, if we can, you know, if we can get something done is he just he's a loyal dude. So, I mean, he was like, you know, this is this is the place that drafted me. This is the place that I need to be. Um, and then, you know, he. And 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 you know it's his prerogative because he didn't realize that I don't fuck, I don't Barry fault is the a guy hell of a coach and Lamorello is a hell of a GM and fuck maybe I should have stayed you know I, yeah I was gonna say, I don't fault the guy for wanting to leave like that's it, this yeah. it, it happens oh, yeah. all the time in this business all the time but all I'm saying is is Islanders fans have a right to be pissed because of the circumstances in which he left now does that see I know I'm also. So, but that should dissolve before the game. See, do I? So, do I think that they're overreacting? Yes. Oh, totally. Oh, but, by a fucking long shot. Cheer, but, cheer against him. That's fine. But target but you know, the dude. Oh, but see, oh, Wells, I love it. I loved it. I, like, I, I love their chirps. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I you know it made it was a playoff atmosphere. It was an exciting game to watch. Like hockey doesn't in general. They we don't have ever live, have left that place. We don't have rivalries really anymore like we haven't had a good rivalry in the league since red wings and avalanche in the early 2000s maybe may, you could maybe make an argument for like pittsburgh and philly yeah but, that's what i was gonna say too but like but even that rivalry that's not anything in compared to what it used to be and because of this trade and how passionate the fans are on the island like the islanders and the maple leafs will be rivals as long as john Tavares plays hockey well, and I think what made the situation worse is there was people fucking tailgating like nine hours before the game. So that's nine hours for, you know, these just fucking crazy-ass fans to get shit-faced with. Like, oh. oh, you know, subpar fans and just get them on their side. Dude. No, I I felt <laughs> like a I felt like I was swayed by like – like I was watching that game. I'm not even an Islanders fan. I was just enjoying the hockey. And then when Anders Lee scores – and the entire crowd is like, that's our captain. I was like, yeah, that's right. That's our fucking captain. Fuck you, Johnny T. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have anything invested in it. I was just like, I was just, I was just, I was just excited. You were just and it's, there, you know, drinking beers with the boys, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I'm sitting in my house watching this game and I was like, yeah, fuck you, Johnny T. You goddamn snake. That is our fucking captain. <laughs> your, your girl's like, dude, Chance, chill out. <laughs> I'm not even, a, not even an Islanders fan, but I'm sitting there. And then, and you then four goals. on the couch. 
four yeah four goals in four goals in we don't need you it's like goddamn right we don't need you fucking asshole yeah Right? Yeah. You're, like, you're, like, you're like looking side to side, like looking for all the other Islanders fans in the room. You? <laughs> no, you I, I'm not even an Islanders fan. I was just, I was just excited. Just I got caught the, up in it just all. The other hockey fans in the room, like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's good hockey. See, it, I just, I think I got caught up in it because that 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 doesn't happen anymore true. in hockey. That is very true. It just doesn't, and it and it's really exciting. And I and I'm as much as it's going to be tough on Johnny T's psyche. For the rest of his career, oh, I cannot please. wait. I cannot wait for. I, I will always put it on my calendar: an Islanders Toronto game. Because you like, no, is it going to be as good as it, it was that game? No, but you know, every time he goes to the Coliseum, he's going to get booed, and they're going to say shit to him. Islanders have beat them both times this year, haven't they? Yep, and they've got and they play one more time on the island again. Oh, tell me it's on a Sunday or a Monday. I I'll have to look it up, but they they play one more time at at I think I think it's at the Coliseum. I could be oh, wrong. Jesus. Good night, Johnny. Johnny T comes down with a sore throat. Well, and let's let's okay. So let's dive deeper into that. So that's just the Johnny T part of it. Let's look at the Leafs for a second. They're struggling hard, and we kind of mentioned in the podcast that I kind of wrote them off as pussies. Yeah, for of the trade moves. They're not losers. Like, I mean, they've got a decent roster. Like, they didn't make bad trades. They just didn't do anything. And, I mean, so far, granted, it's early, but Muzzin's not playing great. And He had a couple assists yesterday. Right, and I I was laughing. They can't can't blame Jake Garnier for losing to the Islanders because he wasn't there. (laughs) So, who the fuck? Because he wasn't there. Yeah, who do you fuck do you blame now? They've got to blame Sparks, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, Babcock. You blame Babcock for that one? In the Coliseum against a fucking supercharged fan base and team. Yeah. Come on. That's dumb. I love Babcock. I think he's one of the greatest coaches that we have in the league right now, and mm-hmm. he, he blew that one. That's a, yeah. that's a big mistake. I think I think he was trying to make a statement. Uh, like, he was trying to. He, it was a play it safe move. Because if they lose with Garrett Sparks, then you're like. He can he can under his breath say, "Yeah, but we had Garrett Sparks in." Yeah. Whereas if he would have put Anderson in and they lose, there's no excuse. Yeah, I that's I get that, but that's a fucking cop out, dude. That, oh, it is. It is. Me. It is because they're like, "Yeah, we had Sparks in." Like if we had if we had Anderson and it would have been a closer game, or if they would have won, it's like, "Yeah, we can beat them with our backup goalie." Yeah. So I, get I mean. It. And but when I talked to Babcock on the phone, uh, yeah, what's he? What's he? What's uh? What's he got to say? Yeah, I, I mean, he really did sound like he had lost his fucking nuggets. So that's a total puss move. Yep, that Bullshit. sounds sounds right to me. That's yeah, like so playing your backup in the fucking stadium I am, series. I am I am genuinely, and you can hear it from the Toronto. So, like I said, uh, a lot of hockey podcasts revolve around Toronto. Uh, I mean, understandably so because Big Toronto's market. got a huge fan. Toronto's got a huge garbage fan base, so. Um. <laughs> well, but I told you. I mean, I, I, yeah. Okay. So, but there are there after that shit. they are they are already doing damage control. Like they like this was <laughs> the beginning of the season. They're like this was the year. Like we're going all in. We've got everybody. Like this is this is the team. And now they're all, like they know they're destined for a first round with Boston, and they're already they're already apologizing away. They're like, well. You know, 
obviously Kyle Dubas doesn't think this is the year because he didn't make any moves at the deadline, and this team just doesn't have enough grit at the moment. And uh, that defense is really weak, and I wish they would have added more to it because Jake Muzzin's not getting it done, and Jake Garnier... that. Jake Garnier, they got to get him back. And it's like, dude, you fucking wanted to crucify Jake Garnier like two weeks ago. There's a problem in that locker room, dude. Uh, Telling you. There's something's up. Austin Matthews, little little Peter, is getting real fucking sad that, you know, Johnny T and Marner are having good years. I I guarantee it. That's what's going to be. Johnny T... Is going to become the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he should. They're been. not. They're not going to get, and it's going to alienate Matthews, and it's really going to alienate Marner because Marner's sitting here going like, "I'm for some reason I'm the third man out when I've got more points than both of you." Well, it, but I think you know. I mean, that's that's for me. I just oh, from don't a, see Marner being that guy, but no, I agree. From an ab, from an outside perspective, agree totally. But if I'm Mitch Marner. You know, and, I, and I'm talking to my agent and my dad for some reason. Um, my dad doesn't know what the fuck's going on. His dad is, like, talking in the market, like, oh, Marner should be the captain, and he's the best player on that team, and he's over, you know, everybody, he's, because it's because Matthews and Taveras are the darlings of the media, and da 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 NBA thing to do. Very, very much so. It's it's a shitty thing to do. But, um, but Marner's got all that influence, and you've got people whispering in your ear, and not to mention, like, if I'm Mitch Marner... I'm sitting there going, like, I've got more points than both of you, and you guys want to pay me less and not make me the captain and or not make me the captain? I, yeah. I, you know, I, from an outside perspective, like, he doesn't deserve the C, and no, he's probably not as good as Austin Matthews or John Tavares, but from his perspective, he would probably disagree and yeah. and want more. So, Well, but, I mean, you know, that's the thing is – at this point, like, he's still putting up the points. And, I mean, yep. he goes into each game with a fucking smile on his face. That, you know, that that's a Phil, that's like a Phil Kessel to me, right? Yep. Where, like, look, you got two of the better centers in the league. Yep. You got to give an assistant captain to probably one of the D just to make them, you know, go home and be able to have sex with their wife or whatever it, you know, right. whatever it is. Right. And, uh, you know, so, like, it's just a maturity thing. So if he's actually freaking out about that um he'll come into his own so but i don't see how dubas signs him i just don't yeah so that's yeah you're we've talked about that before i just yeah i don't think he'll i don't think he'll be able to sign because he's he's due the amount of money you know maybe a little bit less because he's not a center right um but he's due the amount of money of those two fucking guys and you can't have 33 million on the fucking forward there's just no way you're d you're gonna be complaining about jake gardner for fucking ever right so it's so. Uh, so we'll leave it we'll we'll move on but we'll leave it at this like uh our last argument on the the podcast it's uh slinging a little more toward mine and the Toronto media is even agreeing with me that Boston is is the heavy favorite you in this had one. Just to toss that in there, didn't you? Just had to just had a little little pepper. Little just pepper. Cause I, just cuz I admitted to the defeat before. You got to throw <laughs> it on where everybody can hear it. Oh no, I, I was going to get it on there but <laughs> it's that's um, going to be rough. Okay. I'm, um yeah. Let's move on. So let's move on to a little bit of uh, the trade tracker here. So we're, we're what, a week removed from the trade deadline? Uh, yep. we, we liked, obviously, some trades more than others. Um, so I thought we'd, we'd take a second and look at some of those guys in their new homes and see how they're doing mm-hmm. um, and talk about the teams, of course. So I think, I think the most, you know, biggest question mark at the moment is Matt Duchesne. 
and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, since he got there, I think they're two and four, uh, counting a really ugly loss to the terrible Edmonton Oilers yesterday, 4-0. Uh, you know, Bob, Bob didn't have a great game, but didn't get any offensive help either. So, uh, uh, Deshane is Deshane sitting at one goal and two assists in four games with Columbus, and uh, I don't. That's not. I bad, mean, though. it's not bad, no. But you know, uh, uh, yeah. So, t- what do you think? D- do you think he's gonna eventually? Do you think he can mesh into that system that Torts has? Because I mean, it is it is definitely a different system from Ottawa, where he was carrying the offense with Mark Stone. Here's here's my issue with making trades on deadline day, right? This is a perfect example. It Panic. takes it takes you know five to five to ten games really yep. for like that person to click. Well, guess yep. what? We got less than twenty games left. You know, you better at least go five hundred in those first ten before you figure it out, and then mm-hmm. you better be fucking hot the rest of the way home. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, I I, I like you know. I because from Ottawa's perspective, no hair off their tits, right? Because they got rid of their two guys that probably weren't going to sign there again, and you know they waited till the deadline where the the price is going to be higher usually. Yep. Um, yep. And so, yeah, from Ottawa's perspective, that's great. From Columbus's, you gotta make the playoffs. I mean, if you don't even make the fucking playoffs, you are fucked. So right. as of this recording, as of this recording, the Columbus Blue Jackets are on the outside looking in. They have 75 points with 64 games played. Above them is Montreal with 66 games played with 77 points. Pittsburgh with 65 games at 77 points. So they've got two games in hand on the on them, and they're only two points back. So yeah. they're definitely with they're definitely in the mix. Um, hu- humble brag here uh, called called Carolina moving up and making the playoffs I'm so not a big so deal you know who so you know who the carolina in the west is for me dallas uh i'm gonna say coyotes man so they i mean coyotes coyotes, coyotes. Even ha- i think coyotes even have less depth just i mean traditionally. i i i will reckon i recognize the eight and two record but i don't know man that because it's a different circumstance in the west like even with things kind of evening out, like so, Minnesota sitting in that second wild card spot with seventy points. Behind them, Arizona sixty nine, Colorado sixty eight, Chicago sixty three. Um, Chicago uh, is essentially out at this point. I mean, there's you're past the trade deadline. There's no way you're going to shore up that blue line. They're absolutely terrible um, defensively wise. We can talk about how I've. Made a little money on that, but uh, mm-hmm. that l- little that? L- little about that you're just, later. You're a little braggy today, aren't you? A little, little, take a little <laughs> victory lap. A little, little bit. No, no. I'll I'll eat crow here in a little bit because we got to talk about fantasy, and you're you're whooping me in that. Okay, so but let's so let's get into Carolina a little bit. Okay. So of this, what are they eight and two? What's their record they, in their last ten? Carolina is currently eight and two in their last ten. All right, and they've won five in a row. Ten, because I just did a brief look at the schedule, and I see exactly why. Okay, Uh, so they beat Florida in OT. That's fine, but they're out of a playoff spot, right? Yep. 
St. Louis, that's this is probably their biggest win. Five two. St. Louis is in a spot, but that's can we again? So right? let's 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 do a slight deviation real quick on that. Just just real quick. Um, if anybody watched that game, I think it's even our mutual friend who has been an avid defender of Jake Allen is has finally caved. Uh, I think it his his loyalty died when Jake Allen tripped over himself when he tried to play a puck. Uh, in the corner and then basically basically led to the blues losing that game uh which is sad because that's i mean carolina's hot for sure and they're good at home because everybody loves the storm surge but uh you gotta think that if you put binger in that situation that score is you know you're going to ot maybe yeah that Um... scores that scores two two at that point, when until Allen goes out, fails to play a puck, tries to get back, trips over himself, falls, and it's... I mean, even if you're a defenseman on that team, you're like, dude, come on. That can happen to Vasilevsky. That can happen to any of these top-notch goalies. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to put that on it, but yes, I mean, that's one that... If say, but Vasilevsky... Is not is a clutch goalie. Like, it, yeah, yeah, he has a mistake once in a while, you can shake it off. Allen, this is... This happens well, consistently. Not exactly. not this exact I think, thing. I, I think more than anything, that just even proved to St. Louis fans that he's not ever going to be the answer. He never was the answer. Uh, he's no, it's he was it's, a backup goalie that kind of got you know. Oh, we're grooming him. Well, he's backup at best. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, the, I don't. It's I the don't era of great, ben- but, it's the area. Of, it's the era of Bennington. And yeah, Bennington's Bennington's there. He's he's the he's man. Allen's going to be a backup. Uh, I if I were the St. Louis Blues, like I mentioned, I kind of put them in the pussies category because I I probably would have shirt up a backup behind Bennington because, like I said, yeah, Allen. Ah, I just you know he's so, he is consistently un- inconsistent. And but when has he been the best? Playoffs. You're right. Playoffs. Good point. So I mean, good point. That's I don't hate it, uh, but. Bennington, if Bennington doesn't get hurt, he's he's forever. the starter right. and he's the he's future. And it's, forever. I'd have to look at Allen's contract, but I mean, if he's coming up, if he's coming up to the end of it soon, it, you got to think he's out of there. Yeah. But anyways, back to Carolina. Yes, back to Carolina. So they've played, they've played Dallas twice, which okay. they beat Dallas. They've beat Dallas at home and away. 3-0 both times. So those are, that's those a good, are good wins. That's a good win. Dallas is hot right now. Uh, Oilers, 3-1. That's nobody. Carolina nope. versus Ottawa, 4-1 Carolina. That's nobody. Nothing. Yep. Uh, Rangers beat them. Devils beat them. They beat LA. That's nobody. Uh, and and Florida again. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty good, that's a, that's a 500 schedule, I would say. That's not bad. So, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not you know, I, I think, I think that's, you know, that's respectable. Um, you know, but a lot of West teams and then a lot of bottom dwelling East teams. So like mm-hmm. not to take anything away from their, from their streak. Um, yeah. cause fuck going, what'd you say? Eight and two, eight and two. Yeah. I mean, you do that against any, it's NHL fucking, yep. you know, Ottawa could have beat you four one two. you know, just right. depending on the night. So yeah, I'm all for that. But I think, you know. I, and that's why I'm saying Coyotes of the East because I think they're getting hot at the right time. Fuck, yep, man. You know that's just that's just the way it works sometimes. So uh, no, yeah, that's what were we actually talking about? 
uh, we were talking about Matthew Shane with Columbus, but I'm that's, over that's, it. That's, He's just. I think Columbus doesn't even make the playoffs. You think they're gonna miss the playoffs? I See, mean, I don't want just, to do. Uh, there's right. just too Gre- much. Like I don't. There's just too much. Greg. Swinging. Greg Wyshynski with ESPN. He's like the the hockey guy for ESPN. Um, that's not Barry Melrose. Uh, trash. Yeah, it's Barry Melrose needs to stop doing whatever he does on ESPN. The five seconds of hockey news, and then we got to go back to learning God, about what Le- what LeBron wants on his cornflakes or some horse shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Crack. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Steph Curry's tears. Um, uh, you, you look at this, Columbus, it, it, I just don't, he made a good point that it's very possible that Columbus could not make the playoffs, but he doesn't want that to happen because it will show that teams that take a risk fail, mm-hmm. and then it'll it'll usher in this era of pussy GMs who don't want to take risks. Yep. And, well, and I think I think most of the hockey community almost wants to see them do good. Yeah, I at least make the playoffs right? at bare minimum. Well, I mean, for me, like I I just want that Cinderella story of like. Okay, this is our this is our shot here. Let's go, you know, let's go to the conference finals. Who fucking who knows, you know? Exactly. But at the same time, like I don't as a hockey fan want to see Columbus go all in and then just lose all but, three of those all four of those guys cuz Dzingle's not going to stay either. But you've got to I mean so essentially if I am in a playoff race, I'm doing everything I can possible to not be the bottom wild card spot in the East because you are any team. I don't care if it's so. The teams that could do that are Carolina, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Columbus, and maybe if you're really high, Philadelphia. But that's a stretch. Probably like just Col- high. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. But any of those teams that take the second wild card spot and play Tampa, like you're, they're done. Pittsburgh yeah. is not going to beat Tampa Bay. Montreal is not going to beat Tampa Bay. Columbus, I, I mean, on paper, they've got a shot, but how they're playing right now, they're they're done in four. Yeah. Um, and Carolina, again, maybe could steal a game or two, but they're not going to compete against Tampa Bay. So if I'm, I'm struggling to either get a low card, a low spot in my division, or get that first seed and play the Islanders, because that's, that's an upset waiting to happen. You know, Columbus plays Islanders in the first round. Uh, I mean, Columbus could easily upset them. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think, and that's the thing. Whoever, yeah, you're right. Whoever fits into that second wild card spot's probably getting swept. But ba- I mean, we've seen crazier things. We've seen teams, you know, basically play out of the their only ass thing at least pick up a game or two. Uh, you know, basically and, the only thing set in stone in the East is that Boston will play Toronto now. Who's going to have the home advantage? Don't know, but uh, I, think, I, I think Boston probably right. Nine so, one in their last ten, they're fine. Boston Tampa's fine. Yeah, Tampa, so Tampa's going to beat whoever gets that bottom wild card. Boston's going to play Toronto. Uh, I, I mean, right now the right now the Carolina Hurricanes have snuck their way into the third spot in the Metropolitan. They're, yeah. They'll they'd play the Capitals in the first round. I, I mean, the Capitals have the advantage there, but that's going to be a good series. Like, if I if I just had to if I just had to throw a guess at it at the moment, if Carolina had to play Washington, I'd say Washington four and you know in in six. Yeah. But but I mean, it's not impossible. Carolina's yeah. playing great. 
Yeah. Carolina's playing great. Holtby has moments where he doesn't play well. Uh, it's it's not impossible. Whereas if Carolina drops down and plays, you know, if they get the last wild card seed and they play Tampa, that's sayonara, like done. Well, I mean, you know, this is the this is the time of year, you know. So we'll we'll see yep. what kind of teams I think. Uh, fuck, you know, this is when we start getting fifteen games left. So when we start seeing serious playoff hockey, so we're gonna you know we're gonna see who's for real. And I I think yep. Carolina's good. They're not gonna beat Washington. Um, I, no, I don't think I don't think they would. You know, if they drop down into a wild card spot, they might be able to sneak in past the Islanders. But I don't I don't think even that's I don't even think that's going to happen. That would be a tough one. It would. It, I think it's better. I think there's more of a chance of that happening than them beating the then Capitals or yeah. the or the Lightning. But yeah, I agree. They're, they'd be fighting an uphill battle in every in every series. Yeah. Um, so I think shifting. I think they either need to yeah like for them for them what well, but that's that's the intriguing part about the East is like that Metro is still open um, yeah you know they're fighting I for mean, positioning yeah Islanders are eighty one you know they're 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 technically two games two losses away from being wild card themselves so yeah all I need for my prediction to awesome. come true is Montreal to drop out and they're four and six at the moment in their last ten. And I think Columbus has the team over Montreal. I agree. So, yeah, I think fucking Columbus, it, it, they need to figure it out in the next five games, though, or they're fucked. They're like, just, that's just the way I it think is. DeShane famously went to Ottawa and just did not play well for the first 10, 15 games. Yeah. And by that point, the season was basically over. Um. I think, he, you know, obviously he's surrounded by more talent in Columbus than he was when he went to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, there's got to be a break-in period. Like, the guy the guy was – he went from a team where him and Mark Stone were the offensive so – I, I think I looked at a stat. Between DeShane, Stone, and DeZingle, those three players accounted for 40% of Ottawa's offense. Yeah, I mean, that – yeah, it's understandable. So – like you go from that role where you're quarterbacking everything and everybody plays around you because you're the best player. You go from that to Columbus where you're surrounded by, you know, arguably Panarin is better than you and you're more of you're not a depth guy by any means, but you're you're going to more of a support role where yeah, I mean you're going to be a leader. Like you're a top 3 player on that team for sure. But it's it's just different like it's not he's not by far the best player on the team he's now got to work with a system and play with other skilled players and it, it's going to take a second um yeah i think it's cr- it's more just getting used to torts system yep yep um, I, uh, yeah i, I agree. think i i think you know they do have two games in hand mm-hmm. um you know especially on montreal so Fuck, I mean, if they can, you know, they can even drop those two games to continue to try to figure out their shit, and they're still only two points back, right? Yeah, it's not a problem. So, I think, you know, and they're, they're I think Montreal is kind of in a tailspin, you know, even at four and six, I think, I think just watching them a little bit, I think they're actually a little worse than that. They've kind of snuck by well, on some games. And but, a good... You know. And a good measuring stick will be this game today. Columbus is playing Winnipeg. Yeah. That'll be a great measuring stick to see, you know, how well they're doing. Um, 
So speaking of uh, the the other guy that helped Deshane out in Ottawa, uh, Mark Stone has had limited success with his new team, but like any trade, like you mentioned before, there's going to be growing pains. Uh, but with this trade now, I mean, we were talking about earlier. Let walk, walk me through this lineup at the moment, Wellesie. What Vegas is arguably not the scariest, like firepower, but depth. Holy shit! Yeah, there. I mean, so yeah, we, we were talking about it a little bit earlier. Their top nine is no joke. I mean, this this top nine is. I mean, Calgary and San Jose should be looking back like, oh shit, this this is you know they're 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 a better team, especially even on paper. Um, mm-hmm. you know, well, especially on paper than they were last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. this this team is fucking stacked, and I think you know you you have a big personality like Duchesne going to a Columbus team. I think he's he's kind of got that personality just because of you know, asking for a trade out of Colorado, right? He's going to kind of carry that with him a little bit. Mark right. Stone has been a loyal senator. He's been a fucking leader for that team. This is a character guy that mm-hmm. can bury you fucking goals on any given night. He's taken, I think you said, three-plus shots a game pretty much all year. Yep. Um, they, they, fuck. Like, and they, I mean, I, we won't talk about them robbing ottawa again um but you know this is this is a top nine that's just no joke i mean you got mark stone statsing and patrady as your second line that's a first line in like a good number of teams you yeah know? and then we mentioned it earlier when eric when holla comes back like yeah that that third line uh, so currently on daily faceoff they've got peary eakin and tuck like that's a good line when holla comes back I mean, I don't, you could plug Halla into the second line and stretch it, you know, your depth out even more. You could plug him into the third line and make, you know, Cody Eakin, Halla, and Tuck or Carpenter bring him up a little bit. Like, I mean, that's not only are your top three lines solid, but then you go to the fourth, like even the fourth line. Like you got Ryan Reeves on the fourth line. Yeah, he's a, but he's, I, I mean, yeah, nobody, no, that no, that line's probably not going to score. You don't want to fuck with Ryan Reeves. Well, like, holy fuck. That's the thing. In the playoffs, that fourth line is big, and Reeves does have a touch. I mean, he's got a little touch. Even Belmar's, ha- you know, he's got a little touch when it, you know, when he wants to. Yep. Um, I think it sucks, but I think Carpenter is the one that drops out. But this team reminds me a little bit of uh, Boston a couple years back whenever when they won the Cup. Um, yep, yep. It, you know, they're just they, – they're just – scary i don't think they have as much offensive depth on the back end as as that boston team did but um they're all you know they have their three two-way d all the way up their top all the way up their six and then Mm -hmm. a defensive defenseman and then you just let your forwards go fucking get it and yeah i think san jose and calgary as soon as as soon as this team starts clicking with their with their new fucking franchise player mark stone Mm -hmm. jesus yeah they're they're scary again Watch yep. out! West. I think the like, holy I, God. I think the only question mark for this team going in is can Flurry keep it going? Because I don't think Malcolm Subban's ready for the show yet. Nope. He can. I mean, he can handle the occasional start sometimes, but I, he's just not. He's not Mark Andre Flurry, and you're going to have to see. I I don't think Flurry's going to have to play at the level he had to 
in the no, like Flurry Flurry carried that team through at least one of those series. Right. Uh whereas this year I think I think with a little more offensive firepower he's not going to have to worry about that as much, but you did mention earlier that defense it's not a it's not a I mean it's not a bad defensive lineup by any means. It's it's deep once again. That's like the theme for this team, but it's not it's an, I mean it's not a focus on defense. Yeah. Like there are, there are no shutdown D on this team. Well, but I mean you look at even like Miller, Theodore and Schmidt. I mean those are good those are pretty good. You know, four, five, six, three, four, five, six D on on a yeah. on a good pushing team. That's a good two way D on that team. So right, I mean, and you have that all the way up from from one down to six. So right, yeah, gosh, I mean, you know, their D scares me a little bit, but this is just this is old time hockey right here, dude. Yep. This is yep. like full your defense that, is your defense, and you got pretty much four lines of, of roll them out and. See what the hell happens. Yeah, this team is this team is scary, and not to mention that their gray jerseys are fucking fire. So that's really nice. And Ooh. so, I mean, playoff position wise, unless something drastic happens, Vegas will most likely hold on to that third wild card spot, and they're they're destined for a, a first round matchup with the San Jose Sharks. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good series. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, fuck. It's gonna be really good. So as 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 weak as the West is. Just overall, mm-hmm. that's, I think it's going to be the better playoffs. I I agree. That's yeah. gonna it's going to be interesting. Gonna be um, battle. So real quick, let's jump over one more. So the to the other division uh, in the in the in the vein of trades, uh, we've got Simmons over at uh, Nashville and Grandland over at Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched them a little bit. Uh, Simmons is really Simmons has been delegated to a depth role. Um, I think, I think they're being realistic about That's who he is. They're not he needs to be right. They're being realistic about it. They're not like you're the next Thomas Holmstrom stand in front of the net. Uh, he's yeah. he's helping round out that third line. Which I mean, with the with the addition of uh, with the addition of Boyle, it's a solid third line. Yeah. Uh, so that that's helpful. I mean, he's not. I'm not going to judge it based on, like, I think he's played, like, two or three games, and, you know, he hasn't done anything. I think he's only skating, like, 13 minutes, so it's not a huge deal. But that's, I mean, you made that trade. You didn't make that trade to put him on the first line. So right. you did it for depth, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Grandland, on the other hand, what, what do you think about Grandland? Um, it's just It's just that period. It's that, yeah. you know, some guys just light fire when they get to their new team. They... They find a guy that's from the same small little town that they are from, and they click instantly. Um, I'm not worried about him at all. I mean, the kid, the kid's got some hands. He's good. He's a good, you know, he's a good second liner. He's a good, um, you know. I think I think you could arguably put him on a top line, but I think he, in in Nashville specifically, I think he fits better on the second. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a guy that. You know, here's the thing with Nashville. A guy like Granlin, if it takes him 15 games to get comfortable, guess what? You're in the playoffs. So he gets comfortable in the playoffs, you're filthy. I mean, your first, your top three are filthy, and then, I mean, it's not like your fourth is any slouch. So, um, yeah, I'm not worried about Granlin. I'm worried about him from a fantasy perspective, yeah, because I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to the minutes that he was getting in Minnesota. But as a as a hockey, you know, from a hockey standpoint, 
It's a smart move. Yeah, he's fine. I I'm not even worried about him. Worst case scenario, you know, he he uh, he's a little quiet in the playoffs. Um, you know, and you still got Eli Tolvanen down there somewhere, fucking yep. hiding. So, um, yeah, big big move from Nashville. I think they made three great moves. I think they shored up the third line. Bonino's been playing great. Um, yeah, Nashville. Nashville once they start clicking is is going to be scary again. Come playoff time, they're uh, they fighting for they're fighting for that top spot in the they're fighting for that top spot in the central. Yeah, uh, they're currently they're currently in the second spot with seventy nine points. Winnipeg's at eighty. Uh, both of them are four, five, and one in their last ten games. Wow, this team these teams just mirror each other. Um, ironically enough, their last games were against each other, and Winnipeg won five to three. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, they don't. They don't. They don't worry me. I. I. Th- you know. We'll. See, I, it's going to depend. So you know, whoever takes that top spot's going to play the bottom wild card, and uh, that bottom wild card, uh, like you know, credit where credit is due. Arizona's playing well. Minnesota's finally sort of turning it around. Dallas is doing okay. Colorado is trying to limp back into it, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think any of those teams can beat either nashville or winnipeg no you, you, and if you're, if you're one of those teams you pretty much get a free second round yeah so 71 so dallas is the dallas is the only one that could jump up to the central and so st louis is currently sitting third in the central with 74 dallas could knock them out they've got 71 uh i don't know i think if st louis can keep it's all st louis has got to do is play 500 hockey at this point mm-hmm. and i think they'll keep that third spot now is that a is that a good thing uh I don't know. I could. No. I would argue. I would argue that I'd rather take the top wild card spot and play Calgary instead of play Nashville or Winnipeg. But uh, that's that's the that's the joys of the current playoff format, which we've talked about in the earlier episodes. Which of how much is so fucking... weird because Calgary has eighty nine points and like, I mean, I, I mean, I've talked them up before, but I still. Like, I just don't. There's there's something about them that makes me think they're not for real i think forward wise they're just not deep enough i there's there's just something there i i know the record reflects that it and you know what i you know what i'll chalk it up to i call it the southeast division effect so like back in the day when the teams were remember it was like five team divisions and it was the southeast the northeast it's, it, this was this was like the early 2000s when the Washington Capitals would just run over everyone in the Southeast Division. Every, they'd make the they'd win the President's Trophy every year because they would play a weak Tampa Bay team, a weak Florida team, a weak Carolina team, and a god awful Atlanta team. Yeah, and they would just whoop on these guys. Um. They would just whoop on these guys and make sure, and they would it would propel them into a first round spot. They'd get in and then have the inevitable, you know, first or second round exit against Pittsburgh. I, uh, I think, <laughs> I, I, it's so that, that's kind of probably what's happening here with Calgary. Like we we mentioned it earlier in another podcast, the West is kind of weak. You know, obviously, you know, there's like this huge clusterfuck of teams. At the deadline, at the around the wild card line, and no, it seems like nobody really wants to get into the playoffs almost. And Calgary has had the benefit of being able to whoop on 
really bad Pacific teams. Like, LA is awful. Anaheim is awful. Vancouver is not awful, but not good. Um, Edmonton is a dumpster fire. You know, like, all of those teams are in the Pacific Division. And with how the schedule works currently, with how, with how the schedule works currently, you play Pacific Division team, you play teams in your division more often than other teams. So when Calgary's jumping around playing, you know, LA, Edmonton, Anaheim, all these teams in their division four, five, six times a year, obviously you're going to rack up wins. So that's that's how I kind of look at it. Like, they're, they're building up all these points because they are a good team, mm-hmm. but they're they're in a division where they can whoop up on these really shitty teams and build up points. So I, I'm not saying they're not for real with with how the playoffs work currently. They could easily make it to the second. Well, I'm not going to say easily. I mean, yeah, a Dallas easily. A Dallas Calgary first round is going to be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. Um, if they play Minnesota. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd give it to, I'd give it to Calgary. Um, and even if Arizona got in, I'd still probably yeah. give it to Calgary. Yep. Um, even Colorado, I'd give it to Calgary, but it, w- when Calgary is forced to play one of the heavy hitters of the league, like San Jose, Vegas, Winnipeg, Nashville, and arguably St. Louis, uh, I just, I don't, in any of those teams I just named, I'm thinking Calgary's the underdog. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think, I think is where they're sitting right now, as long as they keep that spot, they're, they're playing a wild card team. So I, I'm not really worried about either of those, um, Dallas, Dallas a little bit, but yeah, Calgary. So, I mean, Calgary for me comes down to goaltending, you know, can David Riddick actually continue his success? Um, or, you know, and and James Neal, because if James Neal can play well, the, you know they got they got two solid lines that can actually score some goals. I don't think they match up against a team like Nashville or Winnipeg or yeah you're right even St. Louis. I think San Jose is even a little deeper. Vegas is clearly deeper. We just went over that. Yeah, Vegas um, is. Yeah, Vegas has the deepest offense in the league in my opinion at the moment. I would say I would say for sure on paper. I'm not saying t- I'm not saying talented like yeah. it it because it, it evens out like depth can help you but. With so, for example, like Tampa, like that first line is more. That first line is better than any in a head-to-head match. That first line is better than any line of Vegas's. Yeah, but, but where but I mean, Vegas's strength is always been depth. It's not about. Yeah, they don't beat you by having a better first line. They beat you because your third, you know, Vegas's third and fourth line is scoring goals. When you know normally most teams relegate their third and fourth lines to just not fucking up. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, you look at a guy like Alex Tuck, that's a guy you want in the playoffs to be having the kind of season that he's having right now because mm-hmm. all it takes is getting him, you know, he, 13, 14 minutes a game and he's putting up, you know, pretty decent numbers. Um, Tuck on, the on a line? That's, on that's a different team? On a different team, Tuck is a first to second line player. In a couple of years. I don't think right now he is. Depends I mean, it on depends the depends t- what team. Yeah, you shipped him. You shipped him to Montreal. He's a first and second line player. Yeah. No, I agree. You ship him to fuck. You ship him to Pittsburgh currently. You'd slot him in right next to Malkin or 
Crosby on the first or second line. Well, you ship you to fucking Pittsburgh, and they're gonna slot you on the first <laughs> no, or second line. No, I'm I'm a I'm a fourth liner at, uh, at best. You're watching with the GM in the box, dude. Yeah, that's not that's not that's I'm not. They, there are better pylons that <laughs> that they could throw a puck at. Yeah, buy them off of uh, Hockey Monkey and shit. That's uh, plug plug sponsor that we don't get money from. Yeah, we probably never will. But, you should know, reach, that's a story for another day. Jesus, the world, chill out. We should reach out to them. Hockey, who do you think the monkey is? Like, wait, is Hockey Monkey ran by an actual monkey? Mm, probably. Or that's I mean, just, I, the, like, you know, they were trying to come up with a name, and the monkey's actually, like, the owner of the thing. Mm. And everybody was like, oh, that'd be a great name. That's my that's guess. A, that's a great name. Yeah. It's George. <laughs> a little curious, George. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Terrible. What are, okay. what are we, where are we at? We are closing in on the one-hour mark, so we should probably skip over to fantasy. Deal. God. We, yeah, we got another half an hour with that fantasy shit, though. We we could. We honestly could. Uh, this is – we're coming into – as for anybody who plays fantasy hockey knows, we are coming into – Playoffs time. I think in our league we've got what one more matchup before playoffs. Yep. So we're we're coming in close to them. Uh, as everybody, most people don't. Some people don't remember that playoffs in fantasy hockey do not carry over to playoffs in the NHL. It carries up to the last games of the season. Yep. So, um, right now, when it depends on your league, of course. But right now is when you want to start playing the odds and thinking about matchups. Uh, if if you're in a keep so for example in our league we're a three man keeper league if you've got a fourth man that is good that you've been sitting on all year but he's not you know say you're in the last week and you need you're down it might be worth to drop him because you're not going to keep him you've got three other people that you want to keep instead and you need somebody that's playing that week yeah. so now now is the time for hard decisions uh. Uh, you know it's tough. You know if you're sitting on players that you've been keeping all year and on paper are really good, but it, just remember if they're not playing, they're not going to help you in the playoffs. And and if you and if they're like if they're a, if you plan on keeping them, then yeah, you've got to make the hard call and decide whether you want to win or you want to plan for the future. But you know if if, if it's the odd man out, uh, you got to make that call. You know you got to You got to drop a. You got to drop a top player to pick up maybe a mid-range guy that's at least playing that week to help you out. Yep. Yeah, I could go through my lineup. I mean, there's guys, there's guys that have been decent for me all season, but they're just cold. So yep. as long as I'm not keeping them, I mean, I got Brent Burns, Crosby, you know, a number of guys that I would actually keep. Yep. Um, I, you know, guy like Jaden Schwartz, probably there's a good chance he's getting dropped. Right, he just hasn't done much. And so this is also the time of year to sort out any issues that you've got with your roster. Now, you know, depending on how you drafted and who you picked up and whatnot, anybody could have a multitude of problems. Uh, we, we, we discussed it, and we'll use my problem for an example. Uh, coming into the playoffs, it's probably not a good thing to have a lot of players on the same team on your roster. Uh, we've kind of hit on it in the past. Having you want a diversity of players in your league, not too much. Sometimes if you get like two guys on the same line, that's ca- that's a cash cow right there. Right. Um, I won our league. I think it was last year. Uh, 
could have been the year before. I think it was um, Marcheseau and Carlson. Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Oh no, I lost last year's year before that when I had the Sedine twins. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had I had both the Sedine twins, and you know when one scores, the other one passed it to him. So it was always a points, but this strategy can get out of hand if you go more than two. If you've got so, for example, after the trade deadline, I'm I had I already had Carlson and Marcheseau. Well, Stone just got traded to the Golden Knights, and now I have three Golden Knights on my roster, which sucks because I essentially live and die by the Golden Knights now. If the team does well, if all those guys score, yeah, I'm probably going to win my week. You know, if if there, it's a if it's a power play and Carlson scored, chances are that Marchessault or Stone passed it to him. It, you know, it works. But if Vegas gets shut out, uh, it's it's over, and that's exactly yeah. what happened to me because I'm also in that boat with Chicago players. I currently have Strom, Debrincat, and Gustafsson. So for me, I wouldn't be as worried about the Stone, Marcheseau, and uh, Carlson combo. I mean, those are three forwards. They are on the same power play. I'm not as worried about it, but Chicago is a whole different beast because, I mean, you know, as good as Stone and Debrincat have been, they're still kind of second-line dudes. And then, you know, as good as Gustafsson's been, He's a D. He can just go quiet. You know, that's just what D like to do. So and and that's been happens, man. And that's the and so that's the the risk that you run with it. So Chicago has been one of the hottest offensive teams in the league. Not hottest in general. Hottest offensive teams in the league. Uh, the gambling world currently has been following Chicago Blackhawks. Like people who don't even care about hockey uh, have been following the Blackhawks pretty closely because they've they've covered the over line in gambling for the last I, th- I think it's like 23 out of the last 22 games or something like that like every game that they play goes over because that team's you know they're I think they're in like the top seven in offense but they're the bottom like they're one of the last five in defense so they're scoring goals but they're also allowing goals so for fantasy wise, that's great. You like you don't care if they play defense. You fantasy you care about goals. Yep. And that's what's really helpful with that. So Strom, I mean, his his numbers are skewed because he's got some stats on there from when he was playing with Phoenix and still getting adjusted. But the man is putting up a point a game now, skating alongside DeBrincat. And yeah, are they minus one, minus two every time because they let in? You know, because that. Blackhawks blue line is Swiss cheese yeah but in fantasy again like you know if they're putting up two goals ignite or something like that doesn't matter so um yeah I think I think in the future I'll be looking to make a trade just to just it's it's and and this is you know I'm using myself as an example but this is good for everybody like if you're sitting in your fantasy league and you've got multiple guys on the same team it's beneficial to spread that out because like i said you know it could be a good thing if you're if you're riding you know if you're right like i said i'm doing well with chicago at the moment because that line's doing well but if they go quiet then i'm gonna lose and that's actually what's currently happening this week they that line laid an egg and they didn't do anything so yeah Uh, for me my rule of thumb is if they're not for sure playing on the same forward line yep um i don't i don't even like having two guys sometimes um Three, you know, three works if you can get lucky and have a, you know, a full line. A full line, Like Landeskog, 
ranting into McKinnon if for somehow you know somehow you were able to fucking weasel that shit into your league. Uh, yeah, all day, right? But right, you know, yeah. I I think especially when it's you know you're kind of spreading it out over between like like say you had three dudes on, um, you know that. that I'll give you an example from my team. Like I had three guys from Anaheim, even though Gibson was hurt. Um, that's you know two forwards that yes played together, but it's Anaheim, and then you know Gibson. Um, you know I don't even like spreading it out like that. And take so. take the take the player take the player perspective out of it. It's just the, the odds, like the schedule. Like yeah, you can't you can't get points if you don't have players playing. And when you have so many guys on the same team. It limits, you know, it'll, you'll come to a situation where, you know, Monday you've got everyone playing, and then Tuesday you've got one guy playing. Yeah. Because everyone's on the same team. Yeah, I'll usually limit myself to, if, even if I have, if I'm doubled up on a team. Right. Uh, one or two. Like, I'm not having three doubles of people like right now i have sebastian aho and tara vinen but that's just because they're fucking red hot but they're skate and they skate on the same line that yeah, makes exactly. sense that totally makes sense it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a sedine twins situation where when one scores most likely the other one passed it to him right and that and you know that was my idea with jonathan marcheseau and carlson um that hasn't worked as well as it did last year but it, you know it's had some some success yeah. uh but the trade deadline certainly messed with me. Uh, I I owned both both Duchesne and Stone. Uh, Duchesne, like there's growing periods for both teams, and uh, that could be it could be rough. Yeah. No, no dog pun intended. Rough, rough. It could real rough. Really run someone up a tree. That didn't work out. <laughs> didn't we gave it a good out. shot. It was good. Okay. Um. So let's close in here on uh, Mount. What's your point? And uh, wrap up with our recommendations or pickups mm-hmm. or. I mean, we're coming up on the playoffs now, so uh, keeping close to your roster is going to be a big deal, um, especially making sure that you've got people playing every day is important. Yeah. You know, if if you're you're just you can't in fantasy you can't gamble. And you know, look at look at your roster a week out. If you've got blank days where you've just got no one playing, make moves at this point. At this point in time, it's it's the time to do it. Yeah, see who's catching fire for sure. Um, yeah, I I think you know we're we're in a weird situation because um, you know I probably fucked it up, but I'm gonna blame it on ESPN. Okay, uh, we usually have a trade deadline for our league it probably should have came and gone already um so we're we're in a little bit of a different situation because uh espn sucks ass there's my plug for you espn good fucking work piece of shit anyways um and so we should have had a trade deadline already but we do have that option of making trades in our league um you know, obviously, we still have the chance to veto. So, whatever trade you make, I'm just going to veto for shits and giggles, right? Uh, but, but yeah. So most most leagues are going to be hitting free agency, dropping those guys who are just ice cold. Um, you know, it, but that's just a that's a feel thing because you know they could get hot again. So I mean, if it's someone that's been ice cold and there's nobody better in there, you're not going to drop them for when tomorrow they have three goal game and then they just fucking 
you know, light it up for the next two weeks, three, two, three weeks. So, um, for me, yeah, I'm, I am looking at left wings right now. So, um, yeah, it's, and it's left wings are always shallow, especially at the end of the year. So I'm having a little bit of a hard time, like finding anybody that I can actually look at and say, okay, you know, maybe, maybe they'll help me with a little bit of a push. Um, you know, so I mean, for us, shit, I mean, it's, it's pretty short. So, you know, a guy like JT Miller could catch fire at any point. Um, I think Kovalchuk had a point, fucking a a point. (laughs) Good good for the Kings. Oh, he had two points. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, you know, good for him. He's really coming into his own. He picked the right team to come back to in the NHL. He's, he's probably <laughs> heading back to Russia next year. Oh, oh what a fucking loser. God. They tried to shop him. They tried to shop him the deadline. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wants him. They, they're going to fight. He's going to leave whatever team just because he is playing second-line minutes. He's going to fucking leave. Guy's worthless. Told yeah. you that. I fucking told you that oh. when he's coming back. Guy's a pile. I just... I agree, hundred percent. Um, you know, but oh, double A's in there. He's he's been a little bit cold, but not too bad. He just showed no. up. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, that's just so, a, just a couple names. Last recommendation: when you're looking at players to pick up, as we as we close in here at the end of the season, you have to put yourself in the mindset of the NHLers. Like at the at this time, picking up a player from a team that has no playoff chance whatsoever. Probably not the best idea. Like, yeah, you could maybe take a flyer on, like, Anthony Duclair, who is playing in Ottawa and is, like, doing first, second-line minutes because there's no one else. You could probably take a flyer on that because he's still trying to prove that he's got it. But generally speaking, you know, the teams that the teams that are out of it, they've got nothing to play for anymore. They're just kind of coasting to the end of the season. Uh, my recommendation, pick up teams that are trying – pick up players from teams that are trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. Because all of those players have motivation to still score and skate hard and play. If you're if you're at the bottom of the league, you don't give a shit anymore. If you're at the top of the league, you don't give a shit anymore. Like Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay could lose the remainder of its games and still take the first card or the first spot. See, for me though, like whoever, who, like who's left in free agency, that scares me a little bit more than say like. Duclair's a bad example because Ottawa's just going to be a fucking nightmare anyways. But, like, a team kind of in the middle of the pack. So, I mean, if for some... Duclair scored a goal in his first game with Ottawa. He's not any good. No, he's not, but he's getting first and second line minutes because that that team has nothing. Yeah, but that team's going to get shut out more often than Duclair's going to score a goal. Yeah, but for fantasy purposes, you don't give a shit about yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty tight. We've gone a whole season with, you know, everybody who is anybody got picked up by mid-season at least. Right. You know, so. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, on the other end of that spectrum, sometimes you just got to fucking ride, you know. If you're if you're sitting like the Swayze Express or Radix Bonks right now, you know, maybe you ride them. You know, yep. hope hopefully someone that's been cold the last ten games or something kind of just catches fire out of nowhere. Um, that's the other end of the spectrum, I guess. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that. All right, I think we should uh, probably wrap this up. We tried to keep this one. Hey, uh, hour fifteen. Actually, that's pretty good. Not bad at all. Holy not bad shit. at all. It's a good, it's a good time. Better all right, two and, um, two and a half, two two forty five. Is that what we did last time? Jesus. Yeah, God, yeah. We we <laughs> promised that won't happen again. Uh, 
that was a long one. We tried to cover everything in the deadline. That one went that one went a little long. Ugh, so yeah, we will we will make sure to keep these around right an hour, either under or over, just over and under under or over an hour. Uh, we can even take bets on it hey, uh, if, we wanna, if we want to if we want to do that. Uh, next next podcast, you can throw throw some money down. Messages on the podcast. Throw some. Mo- I, I, we'll we'll probably get in trouble by the gaming commission, but. Uh, under under over is an hour. You can tell us uh, what what episode or uh, which how long it's going to go next one. It's not a hey, bad there idea. There you go. Over under. <laughs> over, over under for under. the Dusty Bender podcast. It's uh, <laughs> definitely 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 under the Dusty Bender. Is there podcast. any money in it for us? Uh, no, I mean, if we bet against ourselves, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we just set the line right, and then uh, we just bet <laughs> on the other side of it. <laughs> is that how that works we just we just get to we get to like an hour and 50 or we get to like 58 minutes but we bet the over so we just like <laughs> sit here with two two minutes of dead air What's, what do you call it in politics when they do that uh it's filibuster, filibuster. <laughs> start talking about just your day filibuster it <laughs> uh, god you know that would that would pay for the uh <laughs> for the for the storage, I guess. I could. I could. All right. If, if anybody's willing to make some really risky bets with us, uh, lines lines are open. Uh, just let us know. Yeah. But whatever um, Tim bets, we'll. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll I guess it just depends how much he bets. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate that. Timbo. Um, Timbo. All right. Um, as always, everybody, please like, comment, and share our, uh, our posts on Facebook. We appreciate all the all the interaction. Um, we're trying to grow the brand at the moment. Still, we are we are we we haven't forgotten. We are in the process of getting stickers and T-shirts and hats. Uh, that's a slow process. We need to judge how much interest there are in those items. But uh, stickers for sure. They're going to be the they're going to be our booby prize for uh, people guessing the. Uh, reposting the code word and whatnot so those are in the works those are a question of when not if uh t-shirts and hats we'll we'll do a limited run and then we'll see how those how those are judged uh if nobody wants them then i guess we i guess you and me just got some new hats yeah that's about it so Mm -hmm. um but other than that uh yeah if, uh, if you're listening to us on a podcatcher like itunes or spotify please subscribe to us we appreciate that it it helps us go to people and say, hey, uh, people actually listen to us. Give us some money. Um, not, not that we need it, but no. certainly, certainly, never hurts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that is what kind of drives the economy. But it does make yeah. the world go I around. Mean, who needs it? Perfect. All right, Wells, you got anything else? Nope. Caps just won. Spoiler alert. Did Ovechkin score? Well. Actually, I don't know. I don't think he scored, but Gorgiev just threw his stick at him in the shootout, and that's what won the game. So, a fucking joke. Ah, Rangers, dumpster, on fire. Damn it. Damn it. All right. That's all from us. We will see you guys, guys and gals, next week. Uh, Bye-bye.